Bitcoin sinks below 40000 and the world is celebrating because the most successful investors buy when everyone else is selling, and they sell when everyone else is buying. Because cryptocurrency is a risky investment, you as an investor need a fully secure digital money platform, and that's what we give you with My Digital Money, MDM for short. MDM uses unparalleled military-grade cold storage for your cryptos, which is also fully insured. Because this was created by Colin Plume, CEO of American-based Noble Gold, when you reach customer service, you'll be able to understand what they're telling you english spoken here mdm will help you open and maintain your crypto ira so go to their website mydigitalmoney.com digital currency is a new and very speculative market it is risky no outcome can be predicted with any investment is subject to complete loss and not suitable for all investors mydigitalmoney.com is really where you want to go to have a safe place to invest you have enough to worry about let us help you set it up and you'll be extremely happy with our service Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here. Welcome to the guest segment of the Common Sense Show. Thank you so much for staying with us through the intro. Hope you found that productive. I know I did. And I just wanted to let you know that as we indicated, we're going to be talking about election integrity. It almost seems like today's world, that's an oxymoron to put those two words in the same sentence. But we've got uh, Ken Clark on, and Ken's been on our show before about a variety of topics. Um, And... Uh, he's in a position to know, folks. He's a, an elected official. Uh, he's been, he has served in the Electoral College. Um, he knows a lot of the major players in Texas, as our other friend from Texas, Gary Haven, is, does, I should say. And uh, this is going to be very, very productive because I think, from my perspective, the auditors, whether it be Georgia, Wisconsin, New Hampshire, Arizona, I, I think we've got the other side really panicked. And uh, I'm going to tell you something before we start today that I told Ken before coming on. A few days ago, I was sent uh, a map that showed aerial topography of basically what is a spy plane, intelligence gathering plane used by the Phoenix Police Department, two of them to be exact. And I've had it confirmed this is real. And they're spying on the audit. And they can do uh, cell phone lift. Uh, texting lift email uh, they can tra- track people with their cell phone now from these planes do a whole bunch of uh, really invasive things trying to find out what they know and what they're up to and the city of phoenix uh, mayor uh, she's a uh, dyed in the wool gretchen whitmer style um, leftist but uh, i was sent something today uh, where i live in, out in the middle of nowhere nowhere and my area has been surrounded by the same kind of plane and i don't live anywhere close to the city of phoenix so they're exceeding their territorial boundaries and the mayor of phoenix is going to get a letter from an attorney that i'm going to see next week and we're going to make some demands but anyway i just thought i would let you know folks this is getting personal on my end before we go to ken i just wanted to mention to you very quickly that we are brought to you by the best durable food company in the world and with a dollar in trouble and with Biden going after the food the way he is, J- JBW, or just, excuse me, JBS, uh, the food supply chain is in a mess. I could go on and on, but you need storable food. And if you haven't started, please, please do so. And if you don't get it from us, get it from somebody. But if you get it from us, you're going to get 25-year shelf life, 2,000 calories per day, great tasting, and specials. Yes, specials uh, that uh, they're offering right now. All you got to do is go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. And also I wanted to mention very quickly here, 
uh, if you keep all your money in the bank, if you're heavily into the dollar, you're going to take a beating, in my humble opinion. And we've got a lot of economists that come on our show and tell us this, too. Well, Noble Gold can help convert what you've got into something that can weather most storms. They can help you with your IRA, your 401k, and that's just for starters. And I went from being advertiser to customer about two years ago with Noble Gold, and I'm really happy with them. You will be, too. Give them a call, 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Well, Ken Clark really doesn't need any introduction. Uh, he's been really well received when he's been on the show by our audience and so i know a lot of you are thinking oh good i'm glad we got ken back on and we're talking about a very very important topic today because i'll tell you this the way the elections are today and what i've learned about maricopa county if this doesn't change i'm not going to bother voting again there's no point in voting i don't even know that my vote counts so <laughs> this is a big deal i've never missed an election ken welcome to the show thanks for coming on Thank you, Dave. I appreciate the opportunity to visit with uh, you and uh, your audience, who is probably smarter than the average bear. And it's good to they're good be able to to visit with uh, with folks who uh, want to try to make a difference and, and stand up for what's right. Well, you know, it's funny you'd say that, Ken. Um, kind of on a different vein, but boy, just to take off on what you just said. My wife and I were talking today, and I just ran through the litany with the latest being the uh, freezing of the oil leases in Alaska by Biden. All the things, all the mysterious hackings that just fit his agenda. And uh, she just she looked at me, and she, she used to think I was nuts. <laughs> she doesn't anymore. Well, if she does, it's not because of this. And she just said, what's wrong with America? Why aren't people in the streets? Ken, how would you have answered that question for my wife? Uh, I would just say that uh, people are in denial. I mean, I think that the challenge that we run into is is what do we what course of action do we take to try to make a difference? I mean, it's not it's your not your it's not your neighbor, it's not my neighbor that may necessarily the problem, but what kind of action can we take? to try to remedy some of these things. And, um, you know, in Texas, we've, we've, we've tried a few of those. We, we've accomplished a few of those, but not nearly enough. Um, you know, we've done everything from uh, constitutional carry. Uh, Texas is now a Second Amendment sanctuary state. It's awesome. Um, you know, our, our AG is, has... Uh, has at every turn fought the Biden administration on a number of issues and will continue to do that. And, uh, you know, we, we tried to get uh, election integrity bill passed, uh, SB7, on uh, Sunday evening, uh, but the Democrats walked out. And subsequent to that, there was no quorum, so no vote could be taken. How far away so, for, are you from a quorum, and do you have to get some Democrats to cross over to get this passed? Uh, we don't need any Democrats to get it passed. We just need Democrats to, for the quorum because for the House to conduct business, it has to have 100 members on the floor. Mm -hmm. So if, if, 50, if 51 Democrats leave the floor, now all of a sudden you no longer have a quorum. Yeah, I, I understand that. So uh, if you threaten to bring it up every day of the session and they never come back in, 
does the governor have the authority to order the Democrats to return to their jobs? Yes, and uh, the Demo- this isn't the first time the Democrats have walked out on the legislature. Uh, a number of sessions ago, they went so far as to go to Oklahoma, so Texas Rangers couldn't bring them back. <laughs> so I remember uh, hearing about that, yes. <laughs> and what actually happened was uh, the the caucus chairman for the Democrats sent out a text quietly pick up your keys and, and, and leave the Capitol. So uh, that's that's what they did. Mm. But uh, the governor has vowed to add uh, the election integrity bill to a call for in a, in a special session because Texas is a state that uh, convenes every other every every two year once every two years for 140 days correct yeah that's unusual so they signed he died on uh on the afternoon of may 31st and uh so it'll come back in a special session uh because we will have to come back for a special section to do the redistricting and that could turn out to be an interesting topic of which I've heard some interesting information on, but uh, that may be for another day. Can you give us a little tidbit? You got my curiosity up. Are you talking about illegals voting, extreme gerrymandering? What's going on? No, what uh, what uh, potentially could be going on is the admin- the Biden administration doesn't want to see redistricting at all, so that the current office holders who now participate in the House of Representatives would be able to retain their seats in the next election uh, because as most people may know or even may not know is that, you know, New York's losing a seat. um, Mm -hmm. California. Illinois losing a seat. Michigan's losing a seat. And those seats are coming to the South. So if those Democrat stronghold seats now move to Republican Florida in Texas, now you have a potential for a significant vote swing, because if you had a Democrat seat that's now a Republican seat, that's a two-vote switch. Yeah, exactly, yeah, and that would give control back to the Republicans, wouldn't it? Right, so there is some scuttlebutt out there that this whole delay in releasing the numbers is just the administration ploy to, you know, keep the status quo on the uh, on the federal level for representatives and on the on the state and the local levels as well. Hmm. Um, when you say release the numbers, are you talking about from the census? Yes. Traditionally, what has happened is in a in a in the census process, the uh, the snapshot is taken on the uh, April first of the of the uh, decade year, which would be April 1st, 2020. And normally the numbers would be released on April 30th. Well, now they've delayed releasing the numbers until September 30th. So, um, you know, that doesn't give much time for the redistricting process to take place and people to decide whether they're going to run for an elected office that maybe a district that has been redistricted Mm -hmm. it also could it could parlay into 
primaries being moved back further to accommodate this new calendar. So all this will be determined as we move forward um, once the numbers are released. Couldn't the states who are the beneficiaries of this population gain, couldn't they do an emergency petition to the Supreme Court citing you know the uh, critical nature of the dates related to the election and to make the Democrats show cause and for releasing the numbers because they're over they're over 30 days late correct the only challenge there Dave is that that makes a lot of sense uh, but we saw what they did in the presidential election last year we continue oh to see yeah. in the media where you know the Democrats say well, it went through the lower courts, it went through the appellate court, it went through the Supreme Court, and they didn't change anything. And the reason they didn't change anything is because they didn't hear anything. So nobody looked at any of the evidence. So what makes us think that, um, you know, they're going to decide to look at the evidence this time? I mean, we, we, live, in a, we live in a flawed, a flawed situation with the communists firmly in control of our country. They planned out all the details, didn't they? Yeah. Hmm. Um, what is your drop dead date in Texas to get the numbers for redistricting? In a in a normal year, we would get the numbers on April thirtieth, and then by state law, we're required to have all redistricting done by October first. Because between October 1st and the filing period in the middle of December is when people decide whether they're going to run for elected office. So then once people file and the filing period closes in the middle of December, that sets off the election calendar that ballots are printed and proofed and uh, ballots have to be sent uh, to the military. And there are certain time frames that have to be met to achieve those goals. So if, if the calendar is pushed, everything gets pushed. Hmm. So I would say the deadline would be, what, August 1st, July? Uh, yeah, uh, but the Biden administration has already said that uh, – they're not releasing the numbers probably until September 30th. They have come back and stated that, oh, we may be able to get them sometime in August. But well, that could just be yeah, that could just be window dressing on their part to, you know, put people back to sleep. Yeah, but that's deliberately interfering in the electoral process. They're interfering really, with the statutory duties of a state to have the proper apportionment yeah because it because the, the principle behind redistricting is one man one vote so and on congressional districts dave they're divided up in the states and then in in all the states on the day of the redistricting is complete when the legislature votes on it, every congressional district has the same number of people in it as every other congressional district in the state. So, um, 
you know, it's it's a it's a situation where, yes, they are potentially violating our... So you're looking to thank someone special for helping you get through the year. Noble Gold has the perfect gift. It's a four-coin set of rare, solid 24-karat gold, Augusta St. Gaudens Lady Liberties. These impressive coins are bullion-grade proofs authenticated by the U.S. Mint. They're changing the current American Eagle design. They're not making any more. Only 20 left. Buy two sets. It'll cost you less than $10,000, and you'll be gifted a free Apollo 11 coin. Discover more by calling Noble Gold at 877-646-5347. Constitutional rights. See, that's the but basis. You've you got to sue. It, Ken, you got to sue, because I, I, know, agree. I know what you're I saying agree. about the courts, but you still got to sue. Yeah, you just can't sit back and, and ignore it and say, oh, well, woe is me, but uh, we do need to do it. We do need to sue, um, so we've got you know we've got our work cut out for us in, in that in that regard. What what I'm wondering here too is um, ha, has anyone you know from your, from the Republican Party in Texas have they tried to get this issue of the Biden administration purposely dragging their feet and breaking the law? Have they tried to get this on places like Fox News? Uh, no, I don't think uh, the information that uh, I just shared with you has is, is been circulated uh, very readily. Um, you know, as a county commissioner, I've had the opportunity to talk to our, our legal counsel who does our redistricting, and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a situation where uh, this appears to be what's happening because what other reasonable explanation would you give for not releasing the numbers. I can hear Biden now. Too many illegals to count. And I'm being half facetious. You notice I said half. Yeah. Um, I, I would say this. There is no legitimate reason with modern technology to delay. And, I'll, and, you, and, and the thing is, is with all our technology, all you have to do is go back to past dates of release of the census and subsequent um, reapportionment. Uh, to show they'd be out of line. I mean, yeah. the past convicts them. Now, here's the deal, and I appreciate you bringing this out on the show. Uh, so when this airs live, uh, well, excuse me, when this airs because this is uh, pre-recorded, but when this airs live in a couple of days, you know, a pretty sizable portion of uh, America. I mean, we have an estimated audience because we'll take this to podcast. It'll go on the website. So we're going to probably reach anywhere between three and four million people. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to listen to this good. all the way through, but that, that's the that's the views and hits that we get. So I, I guess what I would say here is this: is you know, there's it's this isn't going to be a secret much longer. No, it isn't. And I'm going to be sharing this with some of my colleagues. So I would think that, in all due haste, since time is not on your side. It's time to make a call to, I'm pretending to be on the American people's side, Tucker Carlson, and I have good reason for saying that, because if he truly was a champion of the conservative movement, he'd be covering the election audit in Georgia and Maricopa County every day. Yeah. Do you agree with that? You're right. I agree. I agree. <clears throat> it's a, uh, you know, it's a travesty the way they've, they've, uh, they've done us in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan. I mean, just all over. It just, um, you know, Trump winning Arizona by a substantial margin is uh, is pretty obvious at this point. 
do you get the sense that your leadership in Texas is going to acquiesce to Biden and not challenge this criminal behavior? I would I would think that um, the leadership in Texas will will challenge uh, because that is Ken Paxton's has who's our uh, attorney general has has done that and uh, and will continue to do that. He's a true he's a true conservative. <clears throat> yes, yeah, he is. I saw where he said the only reason the Democrats don't want election integrity is because they want to preserve their right to cheat. Right. Yes, right. I saw that. That was a great quote by him. Well, this is a huge story. This is, I mean, what you sent me about the passage of the initial bill, I believe it was in the Senate of, of the Texas legislature, that was really huge. And, and folks, and what triggered this interview was, was the email that uh, Ken Clark had sent to me. And it talked about the Senate passing this, and I asked a couple questions in response. I said, well, we probably should get this out on the air. But this is even the bigger story, in my opinion. I like the election integrity, and we're going to get into that in a minute. But this is a huge story because people are leaving states that they don't want to be a part of their criminal organizations from the top down. And their right to be fully represented in Congress is being interfered with by the Biden administration's delay tactics. Exactly. So, and I'm affected by this too as a citizen that doesn't want to be under unconstitutional rule exhibited by the Democratic Party. So I have a vested interest too in making sure that apportionments are done, or reapportionments are done properly. Um, I mean, is, is, there, is, is Arizona picking up a seat? Um, to be determined. That's the official yeah. official deal here. But let me just share with you about our governor, okay? And I think this will answer your question. <laughs> he has R after his name. Uh, and he's guilty of many conflicts of interest and criminal acts, and I've detailed them. But to get right to his alliances and allegiances, Governor Ducey um, first blocked the legislature from coming in and challenging the election by refusing their request for a special session. He didn't allow them to come back until January 13th, seven days after congressional certification. So he showed his colors right there. He's totally against the audit. He's working behind the scenes to stop it. He's in bed with Katie Hobbs, the, um, the, the Secretary of State who's a Democrat, who believes all Trump supporters are neo-Nazis. She's tweeted that. Uh, the county supervisors who... <laughs> They, I don't even know how to start how many criminal acts they've committed. I'm actually going to sit down and count them out tomorrow morning. But uh, and this is about regards to the election. The governor um, vetoed the election integrity bill uh, that came before him. He also vetoed uh, blocking using state funds for critical race theory. And yet he has a Republican designation after his name. So <laughs> you're asking me a question about um, how hard is he going to push for what you guys are fighting for in Texas? I'm going to say he's not going to upset the status quo. He wants cheating Dominion machines. He wants cheating elections in Arizona because the smart word is on the on the the wavelengths that he's running against Mark Kelly because Kelly only has a part-time term as a senator and, and Ducey's termed out as governor and he's going to run against him. And he likes this corrupt system very much so he can use it to his benefit. Yeah, it's uh, you know, 
uh, critical race theory was uh, uh, has been limited in Texas. It passed the legislature. The governor will sign it. It did have a few Democrat amendments, uh, but it did pass. Uh, so that's going to be that's going to be prohibitive. Um, you know, we also in Texas passed the uh, banning the uh, vaccine passports, which I think is a, which is a very huge. Uh, deal for us as well. You in Texas, anybody else do you know of that's joined that? Uh, not that I'm aware of besides what uh, Governor DeSantos has done in Florida. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll never see that here in Arizona because of our criminal governor. He, uh, and I, I've been calling for him to resign since I discovered this. He's on the board of directors for TGen. TGen is directly related to the vaccine companies that have Bill Gates and Fauci's interests and the CDC's interests. And uh, and any signature by him on a bill could move millions of dollars because of his conflict of interest. And I don't care if he's done anything wrong or not. When you're an elected official, you can't even afford the uh, appearance of impropriety. And yet he's done that. And I believe the reason he turned on Trump, I don't think this is the only reason, but Trump said before the election, it's ma- it's not mandatory you get the vaccine. It's up to the person. And Ducey is in bed with the vaccine companies, so it's pretty clear where his loyalties lie, and this is why he stabbed Trump in the back. Yeah, uh, a lot of people stabbed him in the back, basically <clears throat> stabbing the country because they didn't follow through with uh, election integrity. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, okay, this is going to be a case... Ken, and I know you well enough to ask a tough question um, and and uh, not trying to be offensive, so I'll go first. It's a case of I'll show you mine before you, you show me your evidence. But um, uh, Ducey, at a governor's conference in 2017, before uh, speaking before an audience of fellow governors and distinguished Chinese delegates, he said, come to Arizona. We have rare earth minerals that quote will be really beneficial to your military needs and then one of the companies took him up on it and Ducey cut the ribbon for the opening of the business um yeah this listen i've documented this this came right out of the you can't deny it and this is i'm not the only one that covered this too world journal covered this no world tribune it was world tribune that covered this and then a follow-up in inside china by uh, South China, which is a publication, they they said because of these kind of statements, Ducey was considered to be a friendly governor towards the CCP. So, I mean, I've got confirmation going both ways. There's no question this happened. And um, so I'm going to ask you a tough question because I know that you're a player in the Republican Party. There are rumors about the governor of Texas, Abbott, uh, being too cozy with the CCP. At least that's what I hear. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't have no independent confirmation of that. But I would tell you that if if he snuggles too close, uh, the people of Texas will sniff that out, and uh, there will be ramifications. Because one of the one of the one of the bills besides the uh, ERCOT bill, which was to you know fix our electrical issue after the big ice storm, was. Um, you know, what what authority limiting the governor's authority on 
death disaster declarations lasting longer than a certain amount of time before the legislature is called either to confirm or deny mm-hmm. uh, those requests. So I've not heard where those bills landed uh, because we just got done with the session. So uh, as time progresses, we'll get updated on what bills passed and what they what they actually say. Um, because when you're in the legislature, it's like making sausage. Sometimes you don't know what's in there. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, That's such, I I don't know, such a, let me put it this way. The allegations against Abbott are, is he's friendly towards the CCP in a way similar to Ducey. And I've got this from a really, really good source. And this guy's never been wrong. Well, I will uh, tell you that a number of a number of people are lining up to run for governor in the Republican primary. I've heard that uh, too from um, big businessmen in Texas I've talked to. Yeah, it's you know you've got um, Senator Huff uh, Huffines. I believe he's up in the was a state senator in the in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, he's looking at running as is the you may remember. Uh, former Colonel Alan West, who was a congressman in Florida, yes, is now state Republican Party chairman here in Texas. And there's some speculation that uh, he is considering a run for governor as well. Um, it went so far to where um, they tried to pass legislation that was specific only to the Republican Party, uh, resigned to run rule just for the Republican Party officers of the state Republican Party. Yeah, okay, so he has to resign, so that would be a pretty clear indication. He's no, running. that 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 bill was discussed, but it didn't pass. Didn't pass, okay, good, good. I don't think right. you should have to resign. Yeah. I, I really don't. So, I, I think if you do a good job at the lower levels of government, you should be able to move up, and that doesn't mean you forsake your career if you're not successful. Yeah, so I just point that out to show that, you know, uh, Obviously, he's got somebody's attention. If the legislature is trying to, uh, you know, pass legislation to uh, inhibit his run. Well, so. yeah, I, I want to get your perspective about Maricopa County in a way I'm going to frame it. And if you want to reframe it, that's fine. Um, <clears throat> it, it's really a tragedy for me, before I even get into the Maricopa County guys and compare it to your position. One of the Maricopa County supervisors used to be my student, and he was my favorite student for two years. I knew his family. In fact, when I've seen him out in public, like at a baseball game or a basketball game, you know, we'll, we'll talk like old friends, because we are. And yeah. he is being so criminal on this. These county commissioners are ordered to give up the codes. And I don't know if you followed this or not, but the codes were never in their possession as required by law, never dispensed to the election officials on the floor of the voting facilities is required by law, and I've had the law quoted to me, and there's a federal law they're violating too, not just state laws here in Arizona, and they refused to give the codes. And then they said, well, we never had the codes, and I printed that a month before. 
Bitcoin sinks below 40000 and the world is celebrating because the most successful investors buy when everyone else is selling, and they sell when everyone else is buying. Because cryptocurrency is a risky investment, you as an investor need a fully secure digital money platform, and that's what we give you with My Digital Money, MDM for short. MDM uses unparalleled military-grade cold storage for your cryptos, which is also fully insured. Because this was created by Colin Plume, CEO of American-based Noble Gold, when you reach customer service, you'll be able to understand what they're telling you. English spoken here. MDM will help you open and maintain your crypto IRA, so go to their website, mydigitalmoney.com. Digital currency is a new and very speculative market. It is risky. No outcome can be predicted with any investment. is subject to complete loss and not suitable for all investors. My digitalmoney.com is really where you want to go to have a safe place to invest you have enough to worry about let us help you set it up and you'll be extremely happy with our service started putting surveillance on me and some of the anti-audit people started calling oh people like paul preston and sarah westall my friends and colleagues don't follow dave hodges he's wrong he's lying blah 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 but they didn't have any facts well it turns out i was right so now they're going to be taken into court to show cause on the subpoena. And, and they say, well, we don't have the codes because we gave them to the sheriff. And that doesn't make any sense. The sheriff's not part of the election process. And the law required the election officials have it. Now we found out from State Senator Sonny Borelli that Dominion kept the machines in a separate area in voting facilities where they had Wi-Fi access and no one else was allowed in and no one else had the codes but them. So that's where we're at right now. Uh, I have a couple questions for you along these lines. Is a subpoena court enforced by the state Senate enough to force the giving up of ballots, routers, and codes? Is that enough to compel compliance? I would, I would think so. Um, and I don't know how these people get away with ignoring that. I just, I just, it just, it just baffles me that, uh, they get away with this, Dave. They should be in jail for contempt. Right. Now, um, the other thing... You know, I, if I did that or you did that, we would surely be in jail. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll listen to this one. Deleted files as it related to hacks into the voter registration prior to the election. And this is now admitted to. This is true. In fact, the current county recorder, who's actually running cover for an election he didn't even supervise and defending the county commissioners and the sheriff, he said, well, yeah, there was a hack, but no sensitive information like your social security number was taken, just voter information. Whoa, I said this, and then Sonny Borelli said it yesterday on an interview. He said that means that they had the information to put these names on ballots and just give them an address of walk and don't walk. Right. Um, do you agree with uh, Senator Brelli on that? Well, the thing of it is is that when somebody votes, it's flagged in the system. So if you've got somebody who has potentially never voted in the last five or six, seven, eight election cycles, they can get those people voting Yeah. with that information. Wow. I, I just – I mean, do you – without betraying any confidences – do you and your fellow commissioners talk about Maricopa County and what you're seeing from the outside? And if so, can you give me the kind of the general reaction, the general feeling? No, we've really not. Uh, we've really not talked about that. Uh, you know, in Texas, 
the way we conduct our elections is all we do is approve the contracts and the, and the spending to conduct the elections. We also approve the list of judges and alternate judges along with the people who work in signature verification, central counting, and um, at least in my county, all the election employees are uh, are employees of the county clerk, so they don't they don't report to commissioner's court. Okay. Texas has 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 a separation of duties a little more stringent than a, in a lot of other states. Does each county generally have to certify their own vote? Well, in, in some of the bigger counties, they have what's called an elections administrator, and that's an autonomous position similar to like in Texas, the purchasing agent for the county or the county auditor. Um, you know, the auditor reports to a board of district judges. The purchasing agent uh, reports to uh, two county commissioners and, and, and three judges, where an election administrator would, would have a board that would be similar to that. Okay. That... That uh, that's interesting. I I don't think we have such a position here. I think the the weight falls on the county recorder, but the contracts do come from the county commissioners. You're exactly right. Yeah, and the the, the county recorder in in Arizona is the same as our our county clerk. Okay. So um, so that 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 would be a that would be interchangeable there. Yeah. When when but, I look uh, but, at but the, but 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 the one thing I would say, Dave, is our machines don't hook up to the internet. Our voting machines don't 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 touch the internet. And where those machines are kept, there's not even an internet connection in the room. Yeah, well, when Dominion and this is what's been discovered and what uh, Senator Borelli released, he said that Dominion had their laptops and they can clearly hook up to the internet any way they want, any time they want. And I know that's true. I can go out and get a hot spot in the middle of almost anywhere. So um, uh, th they could have done anything. And here's something that happened for me, and, and, and this is more anecdotal at this point, but I'm chasing him down for another interview. Chris Kitsy, who's really well-connected, uh, he did a TV interview with me back in January, and he showed me a chart of the number of votes that were counted remotely in China by state. And this guy's really credible, very credible, but I didn't have anything to relate it to until I found out about the lack of chain of custody along so many avenues of this election in Maricopa County. And now yeah. I can see how it happened. I could clearly but, see but, how but it happened. I agree with you, Dave, but the thing of it is it just didn't happen in Maricopa County. It happened in counties all over this country. Well, you, you make a good point. And what Sonny Brelli and, and Karen Fan. Uh, the president of the Arizona Senate, who is spearheading this movement to audit, they are now expanding this to all counties. Now, the Democrats are feverishly blocking this. But, of course, they say this is the most fair election ever. So then why are they afraid of the public looking at it? It's, it's incredible. That's why, they're, that, that's why they're pushing to pass H.R. 1, which is going to federalize all elections. There you go. I knew you were going to bring that up, and you're so on the money. H.R. 1 and S.B. 1... Um, will put the Biden administration officials, uh, is it DOJ that will be totally in charge of state elections? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. I thought it was the DOJ. Um, so that basically means that they can cheat as much as they want. 
Well, you know, that, that brings up an interesting topic. When there were discussions on the House Committee on Elections here in Texas, the Democrats called in the GO, DOJ because of the Civil Rights Division to come and monitor the Legislative Committee's deliberations on passing this legislation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that. I mean, that just that just goes to show you how brazen they are, and they'll stop at nothing to 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 you know get their way. There's no Tenth Amendment to these people, and this really shows no. it. Um, I wanted you to highlight for us some of the more notable parts of what the Senate passed on election integrity. Okay. Um, let me get to that. And uh... That's why I'm such a big fan. You know, it's kind of funny. I, I'm a retired college basketball coach, uh, among other things. And, and I had coached this one young man and his little brother. They live in Texas now, not too far from Fort Worth. And uh, they called me last week because their coach left. They wanted me to move there and uh, take over their program. And I said, guys, I'm kind of past that in my life. I said, 15 years ago, we might have talked. But uh, I, but I did say this. I said, you live in the best state, you in Florida, in the entire country. You have politicians that stand up for the Constitution, stand up for the people. You don't have any state income tax. I said, I'm really envious of you living in Texas. And I'm stuck here with the criminal governor in Arizona. Yeah, and, you know, the, the, that's the thing that scares me is, you know, we got a lot of people moving in from uh, blue states. Oh, and, yeah. You know, there's a reason they left those blue states. Don't bring that garbage here. <laughs> I know. You're coming here for a reason. We got about a uh, little over 10 minutes, and I just wanted to g- give some fair play here to what was in this election integrity bill that's really notable like voter ID, I assume. What, it, what it's supposed to do is make it uh, easier for people to vote and harder for people to cheat. Good. Um, the elections will be um, will be conducted in a uniform and consistent throughout the state to reduce likelihood of fraud, conduct elections to protect the secrecy of the ballot, promote voter access, and ensure that all legal cast votes are counted. The, uh, the voter registrars, are required to determine when the county has more registered voters than eligible voters to act to remedy it. Because, look, in some some point parts in the in the Northeast, you had more people voting than they had registered voters. Yeah, I saw that many many times over. In fact, yeah, uh, election uh, polling places will no longer be temporary. They won't be able to have them in movable tents, structures like parking garages. Uh, that are designed for drive-through voting. That that's prohibited. Um, even though we do have curbside voting for the disabled, that will still go on. Um, well, as long as you then, don't define being liberal a disabled person. Well, that's a, that's a topic for another show, really. Actually, yeah. tongue in cheek, but not too <laughs> yes. much tongue in cheek. <laughs> and then uh, defining when the voting periods can be. Uh, when well, not only voting periods but voting times, voting only between the hours of 6 a.m. and 9 p.m. and uh, uh, weekdays and Saturdays, and also defined on Sundays. Uh, it also election officers may refuse to accept a watcher for service under relevant sections of the election code. Poll watchers are required to take an oath by the ele- election 
officials to not disrupt voting processes or harass voters. Uh, poll watchers have free movement near enough to see and hear the election officers unless prohibited by law. Allows poll watchers to seek injunctive relief if they are denied free movement or otherwise prohibited from observing the election process as allowed under election law. It also clarifies that they may be present at the polling location and uh, early voting board and signature counting stations. Stipulates account uh, communications between the public and voting system vendors excluding parts of the bidding process are subject to public record. That's a huge one. So all except for the uh, the bidding process, all their records will be subject. All the records will be subject to public, public, public uh, record, and requires a possible paper trail audit of voting records. But I don't think that um, they've got to phase that in. That probably wouldn't take effect till probably sometime in twenty four, twenty five. Yeah. Let me ask you this question, um, kind of related to this. If I walk up and I vote, and for some reason my ballot doesn't go through the machine and it's rejected, and and we have to do a duplicate vote, does Texas require the mandatory matching of the original ballot with the duplicate ballot for the purposes of ensuring no fraud occurred? Well, in in my county, uh, we only have electronic unless you vote provisionally. And then that would be a paper ballot, and then you would vote, and that would go in the provisional envelope, and then it would be it would be addressed by the either the signature verification committee, or not not really the signature verification committee, but the early the uh, early voting ballot board. Okay, but there's a linkage there, correct? Yes. Yeah, okay, and that's what you're describing, and and thank you to Texas for doing that. Um, what we are finding here in Arizona is they don't have one duplicate ballot where they can match the original, not one. Well, when somebody votes by mail here in Italy, No, I'm talking in, in person, in, in person when the machine didn't work. Okay. And sorry to cut you off, but I, but, but I wanted to emphasize that. Our state law is so clear on that point, and it sounds like you guys go through this process of almost a re-verification of this, not just an initial. Uh, but see... You could just make up ballots. Like if you had, let's say, an unscrupulous party alone with their machines, and they could uh, hack into registration uh, rolls and get names and addresses, political affiliations, you simply just do the duplicate ballot and to hell with having a matching original because there isn't any need to say, nope, we're not going to produce it. That's what the county has said to the auditors. Well, the thing that's that it incredible, is, though, isn't that, it? That, that... But the yeah, the, the, but the ballots in Texas are numbered. That's awesome. Or at least the ours are numbered. So if you had, <laughs> you know, uh, one hundred thousand and one as the the ballot, and somebody reproduced that, that, that would get caught, and then that would be referred to the district attorney for prosecution. Oh, that's so awesome! You know, I I told my wife once, because I got cousins that live in Dallas, and and I told her, I said, you know, honey, we missed the boat. We should have moved to Texas. We really should. I mean, if America falls, Texas and Florida are going to be the last two states to fall. Right. You know. You know. Our. You know. The governor just declared a national uh, state of emergency on the border. Good. <laughs> there is. So he's. We're gonna. We're gonna pull down. Uh, send more resources to the border. 
we've already been we've already been sending our, our uh, state troopers down there on a regular basis to defend the border. God, God protect them. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this and um, along these lines in um, um, Knoxville, Tennessee, where my good friend Bob Griswold, frequent guest on my TV show, where he is located, he's out in the rural area. Uh, his local station covered this story uh, yesterday morning. The um, a plane, a jumbo jet plane with around 400 children, migrant children, no adults, landed in Knoxville from an obscure airline no one's ever heard of. So obviously it's a shell corporation. It's under federal control. They wouldn't answer the questions from the media on the tarmac. Where'd the kids come from and where are they going? And they offloaded these kids on the buses and just shipped them off to wherever. And I made the comment on air. I said, makes uh, the Biden administration sounds like the, the biggest child traffickers in America. But I'm going to give you one other. I, I have two Border Patrol sources I've had for seven years. And both of them called me independent of each other. They're friends, but they didn't know one was calling the other to me. And they both told the same story. We're intercepting people at the border who are coming across, couple males, uh, coming across with 20, 30 kids at a time. And they say, we know they're not their parents. We know what they're doing with them. And this is what I hope your state really jumps into. In the, And I hope they arrest these people for trafficking. Yeah, uh, let's hope so. I mean, it just uh, the blatant disregard of, you know, federal right uh, laws and, and state law. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of funny. I, I, I was um, listening to this from my Border Patrol friends. And I sat down for a second, and I said, well, let me see what's on YouTube. And, and you get these suggested things to watch. And lo and behold, Billy Jack came up, the movie Billy Jack. And I saw that movie when I was a kid. And I remember the rage he felt when Indian children were picked on and how he went yeah. berserk on these bullies in the movie. And that's the rage I feel inside, Ken. I'm not a violent person. I'm a Christian. But I feel this internal rage when you think of these kids who are shipped off to a fate that doesn't befit anybody. Yeah. You know, the one thing about the, uh, about the state disaster declaration on illegal immigration, the Texas Health and Human Services Commission will also cancel the state licenses of child care centers that shelter or detain unaccompanied minors. Again, that's awesome. You're like a walking billboard for why Texas is a great state. Seriously. Yep. Yep. No, we are, uh, you know, I got here as quick as I could. My, uh, my late uncle who moved from Iowa, uh, decades ago, kept saying, Dave, it's awesome there. And when I moved to Arizona, he said, you're doing better. You left liberal Colorado. You've come to conservative, but it's nothing like Texas. And he, he's right. He was right. Texas and Florida. Well, I, I gotta say South Dakota is pretty good. It's not perfect, but it's pretty good. But it's hard to find other states that are worth a darn. Is the secessionist movement, we've talked about this once before, and I'll have to kind of make this the last question. Is the secessionist movement gained any traction since we last talked about it? Uh, not in the legislature, because as you may recall, there was a bill that was introduced that would have uh, put on the on the ballot as a constitutional amendment is that something we should consider? And it just it just ain't go anywhere um, because I don't I don't think I think what the problem is that people can't wrap their arms around how that would work. 
you know, we pay we pay taxes to the federal government. They send us road money. Uh, you know, all our employees. Um, you know, we we pay we pay to the U.S. Treasury. I mean, there's just a lot of unanswered questions there that uh, I think make make people, you know, apprehensive. But Texas could do one thing that would be secessionist in nature when they collect taxes, refuse to send it on to the feds who are acting unconstitutionally. Yeah, uh, valid point there. And I would hope that oh, would the other, happen. The other good thing about uh, Texas legislature exempts Texas made suppressors from federal uh, gun laws. <laughs> so if you yeah. if somebody buys a suppressor made in Texas, it doesn't have to comply with federal gun laws. Or you don't have to comply with federal gun laws. Yeah, that's you're going to be fine until too many people from California move in, or you get a governor like Ducey. Yeah. And uh, but I think I, I I think the thing reason that Ducey is able to do what he does is because the Secretary of State is corrupt, the board of, the County Board of Commissioners is corrupt. Uh, he's got a lot of company. You know, yeah. just real quick story for I let you go. We had a $70,000 a year employee supposedly acting on his own as a county employee to bring in Marshall Island women to deliver babies, sell them off, and then prostitute the women. And he was supposedly doing this all on his own. The county wouldn't even look into it. They condemned it in the news, but they didn't prosecute it. It took Donald Trump's people to come in and prosecute. And that's the kind of place I live now. Hey, Ken, we're out of time, but this was really good information. I mean, it was fantastic. This is going to be a popular interview. And uh, would you please keep us updated uh, and have you back on if things yeah. develop? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'll know more as we uh, analyze the legislative session, just yeah. all what happened. I'll try to okay. make a list. And on that note, we got to scoot because we're up Thank against you. a hard break. Thanks, Ken. Bitcoin sinks below 40000 and the world is celebrating because the most successful investors buy when everyone else is selling, and they sell when everyone else is buying. Because cryptocurrency is a risky investment, you as an investor need a fully secure digital money platform, and that's what we give you with My Digital Money, MDM for short. MDM uses unparalleled military-grade cold storage for your cryptos, which is also fully insured. Because this was created by Colin Plume, CEO of American-based Noble Gold, when you reach customer service, you'll be able to understand what they're telling you english spoken here mdm will help you open and maintain your crypto ira so go to their website mydigitalmoney.com digital currency is a new and very speculative market it is risky no outcome can be predicted with any investment is subject to complete loss and not suitable for all investors mydigitalmoney.com is really where you want to go to have a safe place to invest you have enough to worry about let us help you set it up and you'll be extremely happy with our service thank you bye-bye